0: My name is Stefan Bauman and welcome to another one of my podcasts. In this podcast, I'm discussing with one of my coaching students, the importance of establishing a strong central focal point with using edges. It's important that every painting have a central focal point and the central focal point should be created with the effect of light. Along with that central focal point being the effect of light, it also will have the hardest edges. Any area outside of that central focal point should have softer and softer edges, creating the effect of a much looser painting. When we understand how to handle our edges, our paintings become more masterful. So sit back, listen into my conversation, and enjoy creating a strong central focal point with the use of edges. Yeah, so the brush strokes are great. You know, you're not following the contour. And if we just Stop painting just when it's good enough. We'll never get great. How do you know? In fact, you've got to blow it to know it. You got to push it further than anything that you've ever thought you could go to go further. If okay. if if you stop just at good enough, you'll never get to greatness because greatness is is far beyond that. One of the things that Andretti, the great race car driver, he once said, you know, there's a point in, in racing your car when all of a sudden you have total control over it you can see the people in the stands and you could see your speedometer you could see the checkered flag right in front of you and he says if you're aware of all of that you're driving too slow the problem with this painting is that yeah we started working on the brush strokes to try to improve it but guess what you're driving too slow you're painting without fear you've got to be fearful you've got to take this painting you got to mess it up you got to do something with it that goes beyond this because this isn't where we want to go this is just to get you to get started okay the question is that you have to ask yourself at this point is but what if what if i take it to the next level what if i take this painting and start t- finding out what it is to complete a painting more powerful. What if I risk this painting at this point and turn it into something that's even greater, harder, trying to achieve a certain level that's even a step beyond this, that you don't even know that you don't know. You don't know what you don't know until you blow it and then you'll know it. But you've got you've to push yourself forward. And so, yes, this is good. We finally got a hold of this, but could there be more? I don't know. If you throw in the a towel too early, you won't know. But yet, Churchill once said it takes two artists to paint a painting, one to paint it, and the other one to hit him over the head and say, it's done. Because sometimes artists don't know it. And the only way that you know it is to actually take what you have and push it beyond and sacrifice this for the sake of future paintings. Because if not, this is all you'll know. And so the next thing that we have is that you're not following the contours anymore of your painting. So what's next? So the first problem with this is that I don't have a really clear central focal point, which is crucial. You've got to have that central focal point. You got to be able to look at your painting and go, pow, that's what I want to see. The second thing that we want to see is that we want to manipulate that central focal point by using brights and shadows. That's the main thing. And then the second thing that is crucial is handling your brush strokes, your edges. That's the next thing. Otherwise, you will just be painting like you're, an, you know, an old lady at the senior center, you know, copying roses out of uh, Walter Foster book. It's like, no, you. We're, that's not why you take coaching. Coaching is to get you to the next level. So, did you get the email that I sent you? Yeah, yeah. So those are white roses. That's exactly the same thing you're working with. And I chose that section of the painting. It's a section of the painting, but I chose that section of the painting predominantly to show you how to focus on a central focal point. So yeah, the, you see the blurry edges? Yeah. That's what you need to do now. If you notice your, 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 your roses in your painting, they look like roses that are cut out of a picture and glued onto a brown background. So if we just follow certain rules that, you know, in transitions, any transition, anything, every inch of the painting has to be in transition it either has to be going dark to light or warm to cool something has to be changing and if you notice both walls they're different but they're not different every inch they're almost the same color same value same temperature inch by inch by inch they have some brush strokes in it but they're really not moving in any way um areas that are closer to the flowers are going to be darker in shadow as they get further away from that the that they'll be lighter now where is the central focal point in this painting okay so how in the world are we going to be able to see that when you know up on top you've got a pink flower a red flower and a white flower there's no way of seeing where you want to bring the viewer down there because my my eyes are going up there so the first thing if that were so all of your roses would have to be blurred okay now you would say but wait a minute stefan the, we can't blur all my edges out because, I mean, then I, then everything will look like it's out of focus. But you have to kind of understand how the, the, the eye looks. Now, when you tell me that the center focal point is the teabag, bag it'd be like me look, telling you to look at a light switch next to a door. And if you look at that light switch, the doorknob's out of focus. Sure. And if and if you stay keep your eye on the light switch, the door hinge is out of focus a lot more than the door knob. And as we get further away from the thing that they want us to focus, the painting has to go more and more out of focus. Now, the first idea behind central focal point is that it has to be within the center painting. So the way you set this painting up, the center focal point should be somewhere in the middle third, not at the very bottom of the painting. It's gotta be in the it's gotta be in the middle. Where this thing is set up, all the greenery in the center has got to be your central focal point. That's where the center focal point should be, the way you set it up. Now But Stefan, I like the the setup, but I don't want to have, that's not where I want my center focal point. So the first thing, what we would do is that if you want the, the teabag at the bottom of where the table is at the bottom of the, so you needed more table. So that you would have the, the area of the table that you want the viewer to look at the teabag down there. You want that to be in the middle part of your painting. So you'd have to bring more table in the front. That's why it's important when you first start a painting, you have to say, okay, so what is this painting about? Where's my central focal point? Yep. Then once that's established, it has to be within the middle third, hopefully in one of the corners of the middle third. If that's where the teabag is, then you have to adjust everything in the painting. And in this particular instance, your roses would have been higher, but then it would have gone out of the top of the painting. So what we have to do is eliminate all the greenery and the greenery is sitting there in the middle Holding up the roses, but not doing anything else, it's just there. If you would have cut those roses shorter, and put you know move the vase up in there, you would have had enough room for the table. So at the very beginning of this painting, you already set up for disaster. <laughs> okay. See what I was? Yeah. So the first the, the 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 mistakes of a painting are usually caused at the very first. 10 minutes of the painting and even the 10 minutes before you even start so those to the first 20 minutes the 10 minutes before you start and then the 10 minutes of starting that's where 98 percent of all the mistakes are made and here the the issue is is like okay so if that was going to be your story that your center focal point there are things that you have to ask yourself where's the central focal point why is it an essential focal point What do I have to do to make it a central focal point? If you want the viewer to be down there, if you think you need to blur, if you think you are bothered by the blurred edges of that painting that I sent you, oh my God, you would have to blur all of this painting to get the viewer, because the viewer doesn't want to look at anything that's blurred. By blurring something up, you just kind of continue on to something else. And when we weren't really talking about edges and things like that, the flower that I sent you, you would have probably walked up in the gallery and said oh my god that's so pretty but since we're kind of taking it apart and analyzing it the the artist there has actually eliminated all of the edges except for the right hand part of the rose where there's some detail and we're forced we're forced to get to that spot that's the key okay. to getting a central focal point is you're you're forcing the viewer if you're if the bottom of the painting is the central focal point you've got to force everything down to there if the whole top part of the painting is blurry human pe- human people don't like reading small print serious cereal boxes do the same thing they put cheerios in big letters but you know may cause cancers down smaller because they don't want you to see the little stuff and we don't bother with it how many times do you go oh shit i gotta put my glasses on i'll oh, forget it i don't it's not too much bother You know, that's, that's the way that we are. And painters, we have to understand how people are, how we see things, how we filter things, how we think of things, because it's communication. Just like right now, I have to form my conclusions, my ideas, what I want you to get before I say it. Sure. Otherwise it would, I would just be babbling on and you would be going, what's the point? What's the point? The point is the center focal point's gotta be in the center. Everything else has got to be loosened up. Your brushstrokes have got to be loosened. Now, I just happen to be writing a blog right now on brushstrokes. And the issue with that is that when you're putting the painting in at the very beginning, that's when you establish your powerful brushstrokes. So as we can see here, there's some elements that feel like, ah, yes, I'm starting to paint more and draw less. But these elements that once you master them, once you master these elements, you will be putting the, this part of the painting in first in correct colors and compositions, uh, and then putting the detail in on top of it. And where the detail goes is usually around the center focal point and you work out. And a lot of times when you look at Sargent's work or some of these great painters, like the painting I just sent you, if you look at, the, if you look at those paintings, a lot of that stuff that you actually see is actually the preliminary painting unpainted it's the rawness of the painting it's a very interesting thing that when you're looking at something like this and you're like going oh my god that's so painterly and yet that's an underpainting that we're looking at the artist has just chosen not to finish it because once it got the central focal point in it he's, you know, he determined it wasn't required because the viewer can look at the center focal point in the, in, the periphery of his, of his eyesight, the rest of the painting looks complete. Okay. 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 So, so wow. there's a lot of stuff we have to learn to get your painting to be more painterly because right now you've illustrated it quite beautifully. But if you look at it, if you look at the roses, they all look like they're cut out and glued to a brown background. Okay, so we need to start manipulating the paint and and also when you soften the brush, brush strokes, the flower becomes more three dimensional because when we're looking just at a flower, our depth of field, when you're looking at something, our depth of field is very short. When we're looking at the front of a rose, we don't see the back. The back is blurry and you don't even notice that. Okay. A lot of times when people paint a portrait, the nose is always a problem. And it's because they're illustrating the nose too much. Because when we're looking at a viewer, we don't look at their nose. Their nose comes at us and it's actually out of our line of vision, our depth of field. So for instance, what you could do is is hold your palm out flat in front of you. Okay, so your palm, you know, let's just say from the tip of your finger to the back of your palm there. Let's say that's a flower. Okay, that's about the size of a really healthy rose. Okay, so if we lay that flat, you'll notice that if you look at the front of your palm where your thumb attaches there, you can make that into focus, right? But when you make that in focus, your back fingers are blurry. Yep. See, so that's, I mean, within just that shape of a rose, you've got hard edges in front and soft edges in back unless you're causing the viewer to look at the back rows. And then the petals in front are are, are blurry. blurry. Yeah, because if you right now hold your hand slightly up and you you kind of focus your eye on on your back finger, the front of your palm gets blurry, and that's only within five inches. So you know that well because of photography. Yes, exactly the same. But in painting, it's the same way. So what we have to do is we have to paint things the way that we see things the way that we know that the viewer sees things when you know that in photography you have the depth of field you focus on one area when you focus on that one area the rest of it really doesn't matter anymore does it you immediately go okay well that's that's what I want to see. but in painting we forget that we 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 tend to overanalyze and over over illustrate and then then the issue with this too the next phase of this is that we want checkering we want highlights and shadows we want darks and lights so what's happening like in that rose in the back see the lights in the front the back of it is dark and it should almost go darker but if we squint our eyes that red rose in the back almost is the same color as the background wall and if we squint our eyes look it just disappears And you say, well, Stefan, that's okay because it's blurry, but no, we still kind of have to see a rose in there because there's air between the rose and the wall. And the way that we do that is we we highlight the air. And so in the back of that rose, we allow the rose to go darker and even allow it to get darker because when you put an object against something that's illuminated, it appears darker. So we darken the back of the rose and then we highlight the wall and back or we illuminate the air between that and that's just actually trying to get a lighter color we soften the edges so that they feel somewhat you know lofty um but we have to control our lights and darks and that also helps with it not looking like a cutout in this particular painting what I want to see what my view would be and that's just my view when the student says my central focal point is this I don't go out to try to prove them right or wrong I just go, okay, you know, and I say, Well this is this is the reaction. And then usually a student will go, Well, where should the central focal point be in this painting? And I would say, Well, logically it has to be in the middle third and judging by your your setup here, it would be the white rose and the green leaf. You know, because it's just off center and it's in the middle of the painting. And when you look at the painting, doesn't it feel like that, that that's where you want to be? white does but but you know i like it with the flower that i showed you there's a lot of dark and dark and white too you know look at those are white petals down below but they don't attract your attention but white does that's an easy thing but the white also has to feel like there's a highlight in it because there's lights and shadows there are levels that we want to get and notice too all those leaves and things you don't want to have every leaf illustrated you know, it's like every—it's like just a couple. The rest of them can go in shadow like you have. But where it gets absolutely pitch dark on the left-hand side, where those those petals are getting dark and they go up against the wall, lighten the wall a little bit. Bring some backlighting to bring out the edge. Don't don't uh, lighten the flowers. You're always looking for checkering. That's always what you want. And if you notice the light on the flower and the leaf right there, the bright color right there um the the second secondary cast shadow against the wall look at how our eyes are pulled into that and what's great about that is that that secondary cast shadow that's on the wall of the light going through the leaves that's an interesting effect that's your secondary effect and that's what you'd want in there and then the third because you always want three might be the highlight on the spoon in the front so you and the, that would form a triangle and see it's really hard for us to get down to the tea bag. And you did a really great job with that. You did a really great job with the light on the table. Absolutely, but it's not in the right place of the painting. So, and right now I'm 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 conflicted between the table and the rose, table and the rose. Now we didn't have this problem until we kind of got the roses done, and yep. now it's opened up a whole comp um, a whole can of worms because now we're dealing with two central focal points that are completely at oppo- opposite ends of the painting. And sometimes we don't know that until the end. And oftentimes the problem that you're talking about here that we're dealing with should have been figured out when you set the the the, fo- the original setup together. You know, this is a, the 10 minutes before you started a painting. You should have known these bits of information. But how do you know to know these bits of information? By painting and practicing by doing it wrong and correcting it by doing it wrong correcting it and constantly say but what if what if what if eventually these mistakes become less and less and less you become much more of a powerful painter but if you paint what you see if you set it up the way it's supposed to be it's it's it it eliminates a lot of this stuff but you have to remember and the thing is you you remember this stuff it's not like it's a it's, it's it's the first time you've heard this and students have gone and they said, Well, Stefan, I figured you out. You only know like five things. And then you repeat them. And I go, Yeah, but you know what's my job security? People forget them. <laughs> and so what I have to do is constantly repeat. And oftentimes there, it's in different circumstances, but going through painting by painting by painting, you become much better at this. It's like a, a, a muscle. And so you'll fix it on one thing and then be something else and be something else. So for you, it's frustrating for me. You pay my bills, but I'm not hiding anything. It's just the way eventually you'll have less wrongs and more rights. So it doesn't mean anything. It's just a good thing to know. Okay. Absolutely. So work on that some more. We are not done. You've just started. Ugh. <laughs> okay. So let's take a look at your artist statement. We've got four minutes. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. Thank you for tuning into my podcast. If you'd like to get more information about my coaching, go to my website at stefanbauman.com, and there you can get all the information about coaching, my PBS television show, and also register for a free book, everything you need to know about painting. I also invite you to go to my YouTube station under Stephen Bauman, The Grand View, And there you'll find hundreds of videos that are filmed in my lectures. Or if you want to watch me the paint, you can do so there also. So that is on YouTube. And again, I thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to having you return real soon.